Hello and welcome to the Trucking Driver Podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. And I'm Matt Island. Good to have you back on the podcast again relatively soon after you were last on, getting back into a bit of a rhythm of regular episodes here. Hey! Hey! Uh, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, well, we're coming to the end of September now, I can't believe we're almost into October. It has been a summer uh, season, a very busy one for shows and events anyway. Oh, yes. I'll leave it up to you. They kind of run through all the places, all the places you've been and what you've been up to <laughs> in terms of shows and events. I guess the first one is the, the charity convoy that you went on, which we have got. We got that photograph. That's in the bag. Yes, uh, and that is due to run in December. If you Lovely. Yeah, a hell of a day. Just absolutely amazing. The only way I can describe it is. If you're, especially towards the end as you come through Yarmouth, where it's kind of like the highlight, um, it's like the local, your local football team, presumably, or stroke rugby team, whichever you choose, winning whatever cup it is that they take part in. Uh, note my lack of sport knowledge. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but then winning the cup and parading through the town with everybody out to see them, waving and cheering and going ahead. It's much the same as that feeling. It's just Phenomenal. There's no other way of like, putting it. Uh, like in Convoy, when they go and crash through the roadblock and then they drive through the town with a band. You, yeah, it is, honestly, pretty much like that. And and what amazes me every year as well is just the amount of money that the public spend purely to wave us on, have, having proper professional banners made, T-shirts, signs, placards, you name it. They are out there lining the street every single year. And... For that one single day of the year, they seem to forget that we are the people holding them up and irritating them. <laughs> At the 364 days of the year, for that particular day, we are we are more than wanted. It is um, it's such a wonderful feeling. If you would like to take part next year, if there's enough space, then if you get in contact with the charity and uh, join the charity and get involved and try and get your what's, name down. Well, what's, it, what's it called, the official name for, name for it? Never mind, we'll get that. So, so the charity is the East Coast Truckers Charity, um, yeah. which I'm sure, yeah, if you search just online, I think we just, we talked about the website before, didn't we? So mm, Yeah, they're a good website. Yeah, they, there's a meeting, I think it's the first Sunday of every month generally, because, of all, because it's not just the convoy that takes place. There are lots of other different fundraising days and so on and so forth that goes on. But the convoy is the jewel in the crown. There's no other no other way yeah. about it. So but it is if you've never done it before, it is hard work. There's no two ways about it. It is a long, long day. It's demanding physically and mentally and emotionally. But at the end of it it is just so worth it. It really, really is. Is that just the, the length of the route that you've got to go on and things? How does it start? How does it start off? What do you do like first thing in the morning? Were you driving something? Are we in the passenger seat? So, so this year you're driving. I had a bit of a disaster this year because the truck that DMP have very kindly lent me refused to build up any air on my drive, which was a nightmare. So, cut a long story short, which will be in the article in the magazine. I ended up in an MDF for Great Yarmouth truck. So uh, I rushed, rushed to Norwich, meet the truck. Uh, I was up there for about 7, 8 o'clock time, roughly, give or take. Gives you a chance to sort of get the truck prepared. You have to go and book in. They have to check that you've got your seatbelt fitted for the, for any passengers on the bunk. Uh, just go through your various bits and pieces. You get a driver's pack as well. Uh, then there's a big driver's briefing. Because the, the whole thing is police escorted all the way around, um, are normally about a dozen police outriders so 
red lights, roundabouts, everything like that, all blocked off. We come through non-stop, again, a bit like convoy. So we have a, brief, a briefing from the police, a briefing from like the uh, the like the uh, president of the, the charity and so on and so forth. Then if you haven't already, meet the family, because quite often it's a new family every year. So this year I met the family. And the truck behind me, lovely chap called Kev, who works for Ashley McDonald, he was behind me and he had the brother to the young lad who who I had in my cab. So we kind of spent the day together. So you set off sharpish 10 o'clock in the morning. You drive through Norwich, all the way through Norwich, out onto the A47, which takes you all the way across towards Lowestoft, down into Lowestoft and into Pleasure Hills theme park. You have the afternoon in the theme park. Then you set off from there at, I think it was 5 o'clock. I think it was, so you got the whole afternoon. Just... You know, purely at the at the child's discretion as such, where they want to go and what they want to do. Like the ladder who I who I had wasn't a big fan of roller coasters, so it's quite leisurely for me. Whereas Kev uh, got to go on a bit more, whether he wanted to or not. But we all went on the long flume. The the children, and if they've got a designated carer, will always have a priority pass. So Pleasure Hills will will fast track you. We we go to the exit lane. And they put us on the next ride, you know, and share it out as best as they can. So the kids don't have to queue up for, for hours on end for the rides. So the whole afternoon there, you set off from there. And that's when you head towards Great Yarmouth. And that's when you do the Marine Parade, which is like the seafront at Great Yarmouth. And that is where it is just, you are knee deep in people. And that's, and it's wow. great. It, it, the concentration level is an all time high just because there's so many people there. And it's a miracle that no one's, ever just stood out in front of a truck by mistake or in flight because it is that busy. It's phenomenal. And you get through there and then you carry on back towards Norwich. Get back to Norwich for about seven in the evening, I think it is, roughly seven, eight o'clock, and then head for home. So it's a yeah, it's a good twelve, thirteen hour day, if not longer, to get through with all of all of the concentrating, all of the looking after and everything like that. But yeah, it's it wipes you out, but it's so worth it. Oh, that's really good. Sounds yeah. like an epic day out. So oh, it is. But the family, it, it, yeah, so it, it was like a focus around the, this kid and the kind of raising money, I guess, for sort of like medical sort of uh, needs and things to like help, help. Yeah, and the charity also own a few um, like caravans and chalets that like severely disadvantaged families and things like that can get a much discounted stay so they can actually go and have a holiday with the children and you know just a bit of respite for them and um yeah a lot of them are you know medically challenged as well the poor poor little souls so um it's just it's also aimed at a bit of a break for the family you know because if they're full-time caring for them they never get a day off so it's a chance for for some of us to take them on board for the day just give the parents a day off if they if they really want it sort of thing oh that's really good yeah Ah, uh, since like it got the weather for it as well. Eh? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was really nice, thankfully. So, um, which was good, especially after getting soaked on the log flume early on. It meant we could, uh, meant we could dry out a bit fairly quickly, which was good. There was a big turnout of trucks there. Was there anything in, in, of particular interest that caught your eye? Yeah, so they're a bit new, old, or special on it. Yeah, so I think we, I think we're at ninety four this year, which I believe is the biggest so far, which is quite an incredible turnout. Um. It's generally newer stuff, which works all week round. Uh, there was an old Scania 111. Trevor, who's the current chairman of the of the uh, charity, he drives, he's got an ERF 
I shouldn't get it wrong. Uh, so forgive me if I have, Trevor, if you do listen. Uh, it's an either an E12 or an E14. I can't remember which one. Um, he's also got a 113 Scania, but that doesn't actually join in the convoy, I don't think. But So he was in his ERF. Other than that, it was mostly new stuff, but it is, I noticed walking back to the truck uh, before we set off again, through the lines of trucks, all I could smell was polish. It was phenomenal. The, the, it is, it's really like a truck show is going on. The, the level of presentation for this day, is it really is second to none. People have spent the whole of the previous day polishing every inch of that truck just so it looks absolutely immaculate. It really is a credit to everybody involved and the amount of time and effort they put into it. It's uh, really good. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else that really caught my eye. There's a few... Um, it's all generally people from around East Anglia. We have had people from further away take part before, but it's mostly people from around our way. Um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but I think it's just because I was sort of shattered by the end of it, really, and not really having yeah. time to, to, to take photos of it all. <laughs> Good effort, that, because that, well, that, that was just one of the, one of the many that you've, been, that you've been on. You'd mentioned that you've got another event um, coming up as well, the East Country's Vintage. The, yeah, so the, the Eastern Counties Vintage Show. Eastern Counties. Yeah, that's the one. So it's October the 8th and 9th, so it's only a couple of weeks' time, and it's at the Norfolk Showground in Norwich. Uh, I believe it originally started out as a tractor show, and then just a few trucks turned up, and then the next year oh, a few more. And invaded it. Invaded it, yeah, sort of, sort of shunted the tractors in the second place. So um, it's, it's vintage and classic trucks. There is modern stuff goes along as well. Um, mm -hmm. The Ipswich and District Radio Control Truckers Club will be there. Um, yeah, there's classic cars, vintage cars, stationary engines, the aforementioned tractors, there's a whole load of them. Then you've got your, your craft stalls, trade stands, food, horses. So kind of almost like a steam fair, but not quite the same. Uh, and there's an auto jumble on the Sunday, which... I would presume would be more car and bike related than truck, presumably. Yeah, um, yeah I do. You get the, the, the professional jumblers. Yes. So um, I'm really hoping to get along to there. It just depends as and when I finish work on the previous Friday because I should be on, I'll be on the pet van that week. So it just depends oh. where I'm going because I've got no idea as yet. So it just depends on how I get on getting home and getting on with things so fingers crossed i can i can attend uh because i'd like to go and have a little look around and then uh perhaps next year if it's if a, if a better planned and organized hopefully even take something sort of local along to there for the day that'd be quite nice oh, that's yeah so i'm just i'm just hoping the weather holds out we've been it has fine it's been lucky i mean yeah i remember you'd mentioned previously that you were needing a bit of rain so we've had a bit it's um been on and off and probably certainly nowhere near what we really need um Although Sugar Beet has now started, I did see one load of it on the A14 today. I got told it was going to start next week, or yeah, ne the end of next week, but they've actually finally opened up. But how good it is and how much there is and how much is going to be harvested for now, I've honestly no idea. So we'll just have to wait and see, really. But yeah, it's now, I think the forecast of the rest of the week is kind of rain on and off, um, which we do need. But again, like... This, the show the following week, hopefully it will stay dry for that. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah hopefully. So, But, yeah, we have been very lucky. Um, we've just had Swede Fest this weekend and the retro show a couple mm. of weekends before that and Henham Steam Rally that I also went to in between them. And with all of them, we've been really lucky where it's been 
not too hot and it's not been too damp either. Mm. It's been been very good. Well, it's going to run with Swedefest and the Retro <clears throat> Truck Show are both uh, both events which have got a really good reputation. Oh yeah, uh, that enjoyed by everybody. So how did how did you get on at both uh, at both of those events? Fantastic. So the Retro Show I've banged on about before, and I'll bang on about it again. Um, hard to say if it's my favourite show of the year if not the June CVRTC show, but probably the retro, I would say. Just such mm. such a good atmosphere, such a good laugh, so many good trucks, uh, over 400 this year, which I think is a record again. Um, and great that so many people turn up, with again, with what we've talked about, the price of diesel and cost of living and everything like that, but people still come along, turn up and have a great, great laugh. Uh, quite a few new vehicles as well that I hadn't seen before this year um still never enough time to get around i managed to just about get into the museum this year which i've been promising myself for, se- for several years even if it was very briefly and only one part of it um but yeah just such a wonderful show and it really that's really one not to miss uh and again swede fest i only went for the day because of other commitments on the saturday it's one that i'd really love to go to for a whole weekend because mm. it's, it's got the same atmosphere as the retro show, but there is competition involved. So there, there mm. are trophies to be won, which is the big difference. So there is that competition element, uh, but it still all seems extremely friendly, a good laugh, um, lots of people to catch up with. It's obviously a lot more modern stuff than the retro show. But again, the standard of trucks is just amazing. I, I was just sort of working on a little bit of it before we started talking this evening, um, there's a company called D&G Noble from Bedford, I think it is. Yeah, Nobles are in the uh, current yeah. issue of the magazine on sale now. Yeah, just so well presented. And from what I can gather, a lot of their work is off, off-road, like building sites and stuff like that. So to keep vehicles like that clean is is a hell of a task. Um, I, I don't know whether they want anything or not, uh, but that's just one example. There was... Like Paul Arthur and Transport, he had a couple of trucks there. They're always really well presented. Richard Cobley's, um, so on and so forth. I mean, I much prefer the older stuff, uh, the two, three series Scania's, the the old F and version one FH is an older. Um, there was some stunning examples from Holland. Uh, there was a, an F eighty eight with livestock trailer that was just just phenomenal. It was absolutely beautiful, uh, to, and it was lovely to see. So yeah, there was a there was an awful lot of good stuff there, and again, it's another one. If you've not been before, I really, really, really recommend it. There is and there's camping on site, so even if you're not coming in the truck, and you did want to come for for the weekend, there is a campsite and so on and so forth there. So, and there's there's plenty of entertainment for all the family as well, because Ston and Barnes has got an owl sanctuary and it's got uh, little shops and this and that. So there's it's not just the truck show going on. There's plenty sort of to happen over the whole weekend. Oh, good stuff. I'm glad to hear that one's went well as well. Yeah. So I've seen your, your pictures that you sent me of off of that and all that's Yeah, it's, uh, it's good really that. good. Yeah. It's, it's so good after the last couple of years with things being shut down and messed about. There's a real, uh, been a real pent-up um, mm. desire and motivation for people to get out there and yeah. clean their trucks and present things and everything. It's a total, uh, it's a, it's a total lifestyle, a total religion mm. for... 
people people over the over the whole summer months and all that with all these shows and events and yeah. good to see people you know people work so hard and put so much effort into the job of working the truck and everything that it's good for them to be able to get out and yeah a social sort of side to things and all that I said it before camaraderie does still exist it just exists in different ways mm-hmm. now it did to you you'll see a lot of it at shows and events and things there's people who know so many people that make friends for life mm-hmm. uh, off the back of the off the back of these events which obviously that they didn't exist in the same sort of way back back in the day yeah which they they very much uh, do now and they do all kind of help i mean like you said the, the, the public love you for like one day at random times and all that but the things like that can only help promote trucks oh, well, that's a, a positive light but people see the very best of uh things you know they yeah. see the, the the trucks when they're at their best they motivate Motivate some more people, you know, to mm-hmm. get get involved with the industry. I think Love the Lorry Week's coming up as well again. Eh? I think that kind of maybe goes over the head of kind of a, a lot of people at the same sort of uh, do the same sort of thing sort of all the time. But mm-hmm. um, the shows and events, things like that, I definitely think you know there must be people and kids that go out to them think you know I, I could see myself driving that. You know, yeah. So they're talking, looking at going to uh, some of the things you could go out and study for years at. Uh, to go and run up a huge load of debt. I don't know, you could be driving a £150,000 Volvo or Scania yeah. cruising down the road and all that with your shades on, listening to music and exactly. podcasts yeah. and things. Yeah, Wait, exactly. Not to like. <laughs> exactly. Nothing better. <laughs> So that was it. So you went to the Sweet Fest and the Retro. They were both really good yeah. events as well. And that is what about driving and things. You sent me a picture the other day as well. You were driving something with a stick in it. Yes, very uh, surprising. Yeah, very pleasantly surprised. And it was a 17 plate DAF CF. And when I hopped in, mm. there sat a clutch pedal and a stick. Wonderful. I was, yeah, very pleasantly surprised. Uh, it's only for the day, and it was a very simple day. Just running from Halston, uh, in like the bottom of Norfolk, down to Felixstowe, twice loading loading uh, stuff for Palex. It was um, working for Bomfords, which used to be Neil Bomford Haulage, um, mm-hmm. got got bought out a few years ago and has become Bomford like Bomford Group. So I just mm. did did one day on there, but it, yeah, it was a, a very pleasant change. It was, mm. and it was quite strange as well, like having the cruise control on, and with it not being adaptive. And then thinking, oh, hang on, I've got to change gear here, actually, haven't I? And it's it took took a, a few minutes of getting used to it again, but um, yeah, it was most enjoyable. So because well, they really was, are becoming yeah. a thing of the past, aren't they now? Well, they are. Well, the DAF XD, the XD was launched last week, which is a CF replacement, and that's DAF doing away with the manual transmissions as well. So you're pretty much on my Scania now, yeah. where you can get a manual gearbox. Now, because people are still ordering them, I've been around a few. Uh, uh, well, a couple of places recently where people are still putting in orders in for our series Scania's with manual boxes in them. Right. Uh, fair play to them. You know, yeah. obviously, we're just moving forward. It's an, it's an emotional sort of decision. It, it comes down to sort of the pleasure of driving in some ways as well. But some of the guys I was speaking to were like running up into forests all the time. Yeah. And with like, you know, there is, there is still a, a demonstrable benefit to having the clutch pedal there, yeah. whether or not the automatic is clever enough now to sort of match what it can match what it can do. The clutch pedal is definitely a useful thing to have in low traction situations. But, but I that's gonna I'm like, oh I'd love to get back out and drive something but well manual in it again and go and do go and do some yeah. do some working stuff. That'd be good. I guess the problem yeah. with, with something like say forestry for example, if yeah. you don't want to go and spec an auto truck to then find out it's just not up to the job 
because you can't just retrofit a manual gear box, mm. can you? So stick no. with, what if it's not broken? Why fix it? Simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, it's not. It's I don't need to go for an automatic. I like my manual gearbox mm-hmm. and that, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, one, it's, an emo, it's an emotive subject, you know, same as, well, even more so than the mirror cams and all that, but, you know, that's a total, totally different totally different thing altogether. Nobody was sitting there going, oh, I wish I could replace my mirrors with video screens. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, but the DAF, the new DAF comes with them on it as well, but I think they're, option, I think they're optional, same as, same as the other ones and that. So did, did Bonford just, um, did they just give you the keys to the truck? Did they sort of know who you were? They weren't like asking the question, saying, you know, would you be all right to drive that? No, no, they just they gave me the keys. I've not actually done anything for Bonfords for a couple of years. I did a little bit of traction for them via Trans Am when COVID was on. Uh, my girlfriend worked there full time before she started the Trans Am, so she knew a lot of the people. And when I went back there, there wasn't anybody that I recognised because so, it's all changed. They've bought Star Transport as well. I think most of the people from the office have kind of moved over to there and so on and so forth. So it was just a case of, yeah, you're in such and such a truck. There are the keys. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I hopped in and, and, and there this stick sat and it was yeah, lovely. It really was. So, uh, so yeah, I'll definitely go back and do a little bit more with one. Uh, should should I be required? But you probably never get never get back there again now. Used to get yeah, probably agency not. Jobs, agency <laughs> jobs like that where they had like a fantastic truck or a really cushy number. Yeah, you know, like a tr- a trunk down to Carlisle, which is a trailer swap. Yeah, and then back up the road, you were done in like four and a half hours. Yeah, you never get the job again. That's right. Kind of, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I did one the day before like that. I had to be as a day for MRCT. Had to be at Halesworth for four in the morning. Um, it was the opposite actually they couldn't find the keys for the truck so I ended up having to take a different one but all I did was go up to Spalding tip tip on the bay which took half an hour you can't quite round trip Spalding it's about five hours from where we are so half an hour on the way back straight back park it up job done go home home by lunchtime it's lovely so uh, mm. yeah I'd have a few more days like that as well that'd be quite nice but uh, again they, they seem to do it once once or twice and then never again <laughs> As it comes up to this, we're now getting up to those winter period and that now as well. So you'll get like the agencies will be picking up with the busyness and everything for like the, the festive period and all that. And there'll be like a, a big demand for drivers and things as well. We haven't heard too much about the, the much, uh, the big controversial driver shortage. We haven't heard much about that sort of lately. No, well, they. Because um, there never was a driver shortage to the extent of which was getting made out. You know, yeah. there weren't like 100,000 drivers shot. Well, they, things, but I wonder, I wonder. I mean, you you do the driver um, training and thing. Has there, has there been like a, any sort of di- difference in terms of because the the training companies are in charge of like the reversing sort of part of it now, aren't they? It's not done at the same time as the rest of the test. So it's it's done in house if it's certified and authorised by the DVSA. So not every training school can do that, and some still mm. still have to book a reverse test at the test centre with a DVSA examiner. Mm. Go in, do the test, pass it for for argument's sake. Drive out the gate, and then potentially book if they haven't got one their forward test. So sometimes it's if it's all booked, they can book the reverse mm. test, drive out, come back in an hour, and then go forwards. Uh, but but we can we are authorised. We've got our own off road uh, reversing area, and we've yes. got and there's like the pe- people there are certified to adjudicate and and award them their certificate should they. 
successfully mm. complete it, you know. So, and it's quite nice, really, because that, that can be booked, and then they know when they go to the test centre, they're going out mm. the gate forwards. Um, and in 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 respect of people coming through, uh, there's now three Arctic's. When I, I mean, I started last year training. Uh, there was one Arctic at the time, and it's now up to three. Uh, still got the two rigids and one seven and a half tonner. And the rigid, surprisingly, is still used fairly often. There's still quite a few people uh, who only need a Category C or want a Category C. But, yeah, the, the free Arctics are there and they're busy all the time now. It's just gone crazy, really. It's, yeah, but it's a fair point. Like, if you're coming from scratch and everything, look at an Arctic and like, oh, bloody hell, you know, that's a whole lot load more of hassle and time and expense that you may not need to get involved with especially if you're only looking to drive something like you know like a like a recovery truck or yeah. a, a, um, a horse box or something like That's that especially it. now that they've changed the trailer thing back as well when yes. you get up to you know you can tow like a full-size trailer in your car license again now yeah exactly and we're being Berry St Edmunds it's very close to Newmarket so we do get quite a lot of uh, horse box related stuff coming through mm-hmm. um, and also contract uh, with UK Power Networks so all the people who do the you know the power lines and whatnot, they'll only put them through the license that they need. They won't just put yeah. put, put people through an Arctic license when all they're going to do is drive a seventeen ton Unimog or something like that. So yeah, that's about daft idea, and then your staff end up leaving you to go and drive Arctics. Yeah, I, 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 I think from what I can gather about the wages uh, outside of transport, I don't think they'll be doing that in a hurry. <laughs> no, no. But- no, well, I mean, there was that. That was one of the big controversial uh, subjects was the driver shortage, which um, seems to doesn't seem to be as crazy as it was. There's always the issue when you go and talk to people like, I can't get drivers for things, but it's not. There's not generally uh, lines of trucks parked up in places no. as far as I know where they've got nobody to drive them. You know, mm-hmm. there's literally stuff isn't getting where it needs to be. Although there is a bit of a shortage, there is a bit of a shortfall in haulage and things because companies have. Um, uh, companies have made cutbacks and things over the over the summer. Now that there's there's fleets that are running less trucks than yeah. maybe they've got in the operator's license. You know they might have space for twenty, and some of them are running ten at the moment just mm-hmm. because it's not it's not really worth the hassle or the profit margin. It's not it's not an ideal economic case for it. But I wonder. Remember as well that the government came up with the bright idea of unlimited cabotage for foreign trucks as yeah, well. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, what a great idea. Yeah. As I mean, as I, I don't even. The thing is, I because I've not been out driving down south in trucks for a while. I don't know what the situation is going on, going on down there. I don't know if are the motorway services still full um, at weekends of uh, foreign registered trucks across here. Uh, all, uh, things or, or not, you know, is I were they actually? Is there like a case for? Is there an economic case for them being able to do it? And I, I don't know. I'm asking. I should really know. That's what I, I need to go and find out and get updated on that. I really need to get into a week's tramping and get myself like for the four corners of the country again. It's been a, hmm. uh, it's been far too long, I suppose. And um, I've got the, I've now got the time really because I've got this big magazine out of the way, which I'm holding 132 page. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So yeah, time to hit the road again. I think. 
Yeah, I would, I would like that. I don't know if I would demonstrate, see if I can get myself a, a demonstrator to go and try out. Well, I did. I was going to drive the Scania 560S demo that they had, but Bob Beach ended up driving it. Right. And it doesn't, have a, it doesn't have a fridge in it either, which is for first world problems. Oh, no. I've only got limited time to go and drive a, de- a demo truck on that, so I've got to like, choose carefully. Yeah. I've still never had an MAN. Um, I've probably got an opportunity I could get one of the DAFs because I did spend a day just driving one, but I didn't, I didn't, I've not worked one or anything like that. I'll have to go and see what I can do. I mean, need, need to get some, get some extra doing and then I'm up to Christmas and everything with the, mm-hmm. the cost of living and things going up because the price of everything's really good. Price of everything's really gone up rocketing now, isn't it? It's yeah. like you'll notice it if you're buying like. You notice it when you're going to buy all your food for the week if you're taking it away in the truck. And because I would like, if I'm taking the truck, you would look for like meal deals and things and everything. You and it's stuff that was a fiver is now like not even like five pound fifty. It's like seven quid. Yeah, it's stuff for like uh, meals and stuff. And as I was noticing last night, I was like, bloody hell. Mm-hmm. It's um, but at least the price of fuel kind of leveled off. It didn't get any worse, but it should be cheaper than what it is. You notice that they've got away with sticking sort of um, diesel and petrol. So it's about £1.60 odd a litre for petrol off the forecourt, and it should be much cheaper than that as well. They've held that up, and the, the diesel prices have been held artificially high as well. Yeah, I don't know how people are managing it, to be honest. Yeah, no. I suppose it is being passed on at the end now that, it, you know, that, that extra cost and all that you're buying the groceries and the shops and everything is going, uh, does, I guess, work its way through. But haulage rates never move as quickly as um, the, price of, uh, the price of fuel and the cost of everyone else going up. Because no. like t- tires and oil is super expensive as well. Yeah. And these modern trucks use really fancy oil in them. Like in years gone by, trucks would just use like 1540 oil. They would have big drums, big drums of it in the workshop. And you would go and get like a jug and just pump the yeah. jug and get something oil in the morning. Yeah. Chuck yeah. it in. But it's not like that. They use very specific special like really thin oil now if, if you see the new oil that you're putting into like modern diesel engines it's like water really you know oh it's like, <laughs> it's so thin yeah no no it's all but it's it's so it, it's so it serves such a specific purpose as well for like the high temperatures it needs to run at and for how long it lasts and everything really clever stuff right yeah, yeah it, fair enough what, what speaking what, sorry on you go i was just gonna say one thing before i forget when you said about man it just, mm. re- just reminded me, uh, we did a trip to Munich and back uh, a couple of weeks ago in in the pet van, and I saw a mirrorless MAN in Germany, which I haven't oh, seen. Uh, they, do, they do offer it, or they were starting to offer it and said they were going to do it, but MAN have got enough problems just getting trucks uh, <laughs> out the door at the moment uh, altogether, so it's not really become much of a thing, but they do offer the mirror cam and MAN, so you can right, get it okay. Scania was supposed to be doing it as well, but the Scania one that I drove last year was way, way a distance away from being production ready. Right. But then I got to, I don't know, Scania's mirrors are brilliant anyway. You don't really need it. I don't need it. The guys that really like the mirror cams are the guys that are doing blindside reverses all the time. Yeah. That's where there's a kind of benefit to it. For me, no thanks. Not interested. Fair enough. No I'm thanks. still still yet to drive one. Um, but no. You're not missing an in. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Maybe you'll think maybe you'll think differently to that, but I think you know it's all right. It, it's technology for the sake of technology. It flickers, and if it goes down, then you've got a problem. And everything. true, you're, yeah. start, you're starting to see more Mercs coming with normal mirrors on them as well. Right, Where guys, guys have like experimented with it and went, nah, yeah, not <laughs> not for not for me. Like fair um, enough. 
but I can't I can't judge it till tried it. No, no that's so. exactly. I've not tried on this. I haven't tried the NAN system. Yeah. Tried the DAF one, and I was like, nah, same as ever. The other ones that you can't beat. Like, the, the best models in the market are the Volvo ones. Yeah, you know that, that's superb. Is it? And uh, well, speaking of new technology, Volvo launched yesterday their new e axle, which is a really special new uh, electric specific differential. Which has all the trip because at the moment um, the electric trucks will use an I shift gearbox. It's not just because some of the theory with electric motors is that they don't need gears because yeah. the motor just runs. Well, that's not actually true with trucks. It doesn't work like that. You get away with it in a car, which weighs like two tons. Uh, but previously they were using I shift, but they've now come up with this really clever axle, which has got all the transmission gubbins. Everything's enclosed in the axle, which means that you don't have all the space taken up on the chassis by the gearbox, which means there's more space for precious batteries to get them the, the extra range that they need. There's really clever stuff with Volvo there, and I'm thinking, you know, you know, well done coming up with all that super clever um, electric engineering, and, and you're just thinking, well, it's a shame that the governments never aren't going to hold up their end of the bargain by producing a power network that's going to allow uh, <laughs> widespread charging of all these electric vehicles yeah. as well. You know? <laughs> well, I, chatted, uh, I, I trained a young lad who works for DAF as a fitter, uh, last yeah. week, and he he passed. Luckily, I say luckily, he was a very good driver. And they had a LF, all electric LF, come in. What like one of the first ones? Mm-hmm. I don't know whether in the country or just in into that particular branch, or whatever. And he was saying like, you know, you've got all the all the batteries down one side. He said, mm. but, he said, but what made me laugh is you've still got two standard truck batteries for all the lights, so they don't. Mm. So all the power ones don't actually charge and use the lights is a different set of batteries for that which seemed a bit daft to no. me i mean i'm certainly i'm definitely no expert on electrics and stuff like that but it seemed surely you could have the lights running off these other big batteries well, i suppose sure i don't know i don't, I don't know not, uh, <laughs> not looked into in that, yeah. no, that, that respect i mean yeah there's like one or two of them appearing here and there like dhl i've got like electric trucks and there's the startups there's like volta trucks and teva these little electric distribution trucks, which are, uh, I guess, slowly starting to file into things, but they'll just be used for sort of urban delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, so things will definitely fill a useful role in sort of um, urban, sort of, you know, all your door to door sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But they're also very expensive as well, a lot of these things. And it, I'd mentioned before, I was like, if you've got like a DAF LF with a new, like the little diesel engine and the MX. Six or whatever it's called. If you've got that engine, those engines can do like 25 mil to the gallon. Yeah. You know, and if you go and factor in the price that it's so much cheaper than the electric truck and it's so efficient on diesel and clean as well, the overall, the whole life costs and the whole emissions produced, you've got to factor in where the electricity is coming from as well and mm-hmm. where they're mining the battery material from and all that. It's, there's probably quite a strong case. Uh, there's probably a, a, a strong case for keeping the diesel that would possibly come out better, but you're not allowed to sort of come up with that. Yeah, we can't not, say that. <laughs> well, not a thing. Well, I, I see it, you know, but I can. Yeah. I, I can like, manufacturers and things can't can't say sort of things like that because, as we know, there's some phenomenal fuel economy results coming through for new yeah. new trucks and engine, engines like across the board. Mm. Ten years ago, when the new Actros was getting ten mil to the gallon, and everybody was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Yeah. Well, now you're getting trucks that are doing 13, 14 mil to the gallon in the same sort of work. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just going on leaps and bounds all the time. It really is. Uh, the march, the march of um, progress mm-hmm. uh, goes on. Fair play to them, like can't absolutely. But, uh,
Do you, um, I don't know, do you have any any other things you want you want to cover? That was quite. Uh, uh, you did, did well there to get through all that. <laughs> yeah, fairly fa- sort of fairly quickly, really, wasn't it? So um, yeah, just a, got a bit of a mixed bag of work coming up in the next sort of few weeks. So yeah, possibly somewhere exciting on the van. No idea as yet. Um, and then just more local work, really. But a few I've had a couple of other people asking me about work coming up. So there might be a bit bit more variety there for a team truck and driver. Um, hopefully, sort of coming up towards the end of the year, we'll we'll wait and see. Um, but once again, as I've said, I'm sure I say it every single time. You know, just thank you to everybody who who does stop me and take the time to say that they enjoy listening to this, and and it makes it worthwhile doing. Really, uh, same as the videos oh. I do. It's just it's nice to hear positive feedback. Um, I've not really heard much negative feedback to be honest. So we, I presume, we're doing something sort of fairly right, don't oh. we? <laughs> Indeed, I. That, that's it, you know. It's uh, the uh, podcast uh, chipping away and doing well. I know it's going to be slightly neglected, but you know we're getting back into it now. I've been busy with the magazine, but there's so much good content as well. We've yeah. shot so many great trucks uh, over the summer, so we've got a really strong stockpile of material for uh, to get out sort of over the over the over the winter months, which I'm quite uh, ex- excited excited about. It's nice to because the last couple of years as well, because of the COVID and all that, it was kind of like working from one issue to the next, not being able to be all that organized. So yeah. uh, there's some great stuff in that new 132 page issue that's out. It's uh, 495 instead of uh, 450, but it's got an extra 32 pages on it and they're just uh, it's just jam packed where really strong feature content from front to back. Yeah. Please do that. So please, if you see it, please purchase it. It's still like less than the price of like uh, an expensive coffee. Yes. Uh, but far so, more uh, entertaining. Uh, I, exactly. Uh, well, there's plenty of reading in that one uh, to keep you to keep you going anyway. Um, oh, I was, um, we've got a new subscriptions company as well because subscriptions are outsourced and a new company started doing it. And I'm hoping that the distribution with that's going to be a, a bit more efficient as well because I've got people asking me, I've not had a magazine for like three months and I'm like, oh no, send you them, send you them from the office and that. But, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's Sorry. good. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Matt. Thank you um, for having me. No worries, I shall um, catch up with you again in a, a couple of weeks' time when you're back from your next adventures. Yes, yeah, lovely. Look forward to it. All right, cool, man. Take care. Cheers. Yeah, take care. Cheers, Dougie. See you, mate. Bye-bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.